Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. Today we're in a series called um, The Beginning of the End, The Beginning of the End. And um, if you missed last week, we talked about mangoes over oranges. Um, And I would just encourage you to go back and watch it. If you missed it, it's talking about loving one another and how do you respond in this kind of culture we find ourselves in, in this kind of environment that we find ourselves in. Because it's really hard to know exactly what to do. But today I want to talk to you about restaurants and sunflowers. Restaurants and sunflowers. And before we get started, I want to give special thanks to Alan and Jeanette Kaling um, that are Sierra Forest mom and dad. And they live in Nebraska. They watch every week. So Alan and Jeanette, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your help on this message. He owns like an 1,800-acre farm ranch um, in Nebraska that at some point we're going to do a series on because it would be so cool. Um, just He was talking, and I was asking him questions about this, and I, I couldn't write fast enough. And I was just, woo, it was awesome. So um, thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for all of our people that are watching online for, for tuning in as well. Um, today, the idea behind this series is this is that if we will begin to do A, then B will end up happening. But many times what we expect is B to happen without ever doing A. That that becomes our nature. We kind of expect magical things to happen without doing the things that are required for B to ever occur in our life. And this is a series that when we started, I didn't know how long we would do. I thought it would be a month series. We may just spend some time here on this series because God keeps showing me stuff through his word when I'm in it. And I'm just like, man, man, yes, that, 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 that. Um, and, and, and so today I, I want to talk to you um, on our third week about the beginning of the end. And when I was a child and I was a kid, my dad always had flower beds around our house. And it wasn't anything huge or massive, but he did a really good job making our house look good and um, took pride in his flower beds. And I remember um, it was early on in the summer break that I was going to help my dad out that I was going to, man, I'm going to go and I'm going to weed the flower bed for my dad. And so my dad's at work, he's working hard, and I go out right before, about an hour and a half before 5.30, because my dad was home around 5.30 every day, 
um, before he so he would see my handiwork. And I get out there, I'm all alone, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, and sure enough, 5.30 hits, dad pulls up, he comes out, and I, you know, as a kid, you just pull it and you leave it, right? You just leave it all over the, the driveway and everything. And my dad pulls up, and he's in his suit and tie and all this stuff, and he pulls out, and he's like, hey, 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 bubs, what you doing? I'm like, I weeded the flower bed for you. And he's like, you sure did? Um, and he just looks and, and smiles. He's like, man, you are a, you're a hard worker, Justin. And I'm like, yeah, I am. You know, and, and he, he continues to look. And is like, Justin, I appreciate all your help. He's super kind, super nice. But here's the problem. I pulled all the flowers and I left all the weeds. Um, I, and, and they've been in maybe a month, but I had pulled every single flower out of the flower bed and left every single weed. And he kind of just sits there and I mean, super nice, super, and they're gone. Like they're dead. There's no way these flowers are going to make it and replant it. Like, well, can you, can you like you rescue them? No, they're gone. Um, like she gone, right? They're gone. Um, and he's like, well, well, Justin, you know, you, you, you pulled the wrong thing. And he kind of started showing me what has to stay in and what should remain and what should come out. And why I'm telling you this is because I think that's true for a lot of us in our lives. Is that for a lot of us, we leave things in our life that, that we know, you know, I know, shouldn't be in our lives and it remains there. And yet the things that should be in our lives seems like they got plucked up plucked out of the ground or out of our lives somewhere along life's way. And the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, right in the middle of the love chapter, right? You guys remember that, the love chapter? It says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And some of us, the truth is, we're leaving things in our lives that we know shouldn't be in our lives anymore. And at some point, you've got to learn what to put in and what to pull out. And the only way you do that is to put away childish things, childish reasonings, childish thinkings, and childish speakings. And you've got to learn to grow up. So today, I want to talk to you about a principle that is all about what are you sowing, because what you're sowing, you're reaping. And our beginning of the end is this. Whatever you begin sowing, you end up reaping. Whatever you begin sowing, you end up reaping. And, and this isn't just a point. This isn't just a beginning of the end thing. This is a huge biblical, godly principle that affects every single one of us in this place, every single one of us watching online, and every single area of our life. Whatever you begin to sow, eventually you end up reaping. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10, going to be our main text for the day. It said, don't be misled. And I don't want us to skip this part, because a lot of us, this is where we're at. We deceive ourselves. In other translations, it says, don't fool yourselves, right? Don't be misled because we can mislead ourselves and we can fool ourselves thinking we are the, the exception to the rule on this, that it doesn't apply to me, that I can put in like magical jelly beans and something's going to sprout like Jack and the Beanstalk in my life, right? No, no, no. The Bible's saying this. Don't mislead yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't deceive yourself. 
You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Everybody say always. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get exhausted. Let's not get frustrated. Let's not get burned out of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Everyone in the Greek means everyone. It's weird. Um, everyone. To people you don't like, to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So the question I want to start off today with, and I, I'm going to have to go through this. I could preach this for a long time. You're like, when couldn't you preach that for a long time? Shut up. So the question I have for you today is this, what are you sowing? Not, not, what are your, not, not what are your parents sowing, teenagers? Teenagers, today, what are you sowing? What are you sowing in your life right now? Well, well, I'm not, I don't know, right? Young, young professional, all my singles, what, what are you sowing right now? What are you putting into your life? Married couples, dating couples, what are you sowing? Grandparents, what are you sowing? Retired couples, what are you putting in and what are you sowing in your life? And here's where a lot of us are. I don't know, right? Like it's a favorite answer to every parent of a teenager. I don't know. Like, uh, like, like, what are you doing with your shoulders? Like, stop, right? I don't know. And, and here's the truth. If that's your reply this morning, and, and this is going to come off harsh, and I don't mean it, but I'm your pastor and I want great things for you. That's not a good enough answer. Right? For us to say, I don't know, isn't a good enough answer. Because here's what I know, is that you and I are sowing something every day. Every day, you and I are choosing to put something in our life. And how irresponsible of me, of us, to not know what we are putting in daily into our life, into our relationships, into our home, into our work, into our physical body, into our finances. What are you sowing? What are you sowing? Because the answer is, is paramount. The answer is huge for you and me. And, and don't be misled. Don't think, well, I'm not really sowing anything, and so I'm just kind of in neutral. Like, I'm not on a side on this, Justin. Because here's the deal, is that we are sowing something, and really the most of us, when it comes to sowing something, what just naturally occurs in our yards and in our houses? What naturally just pops up are weeds, right? When I, when I put in sod, I have to make sure that I fertilize it, that I water it, that I keep the weeds out because weeds naturally just jump up and they choke out the good stuff. And what is true for my yard and your yard is true for my life and your life. Things that you don't want and the things you and I, we know, don't belong, just have a way of naturally, it's our sinful led nature is what the Bible says. It's very easy for that to just take root and to pop up if we're not careful of what we're sowing because whatever you begin to sow, 
you end up reaping. And it's true, and it's true for every aspect of your life. I know this passage has been used a ton when it comes to finances, but it's a lot bigger than just finances today. It's every aspect of your life. So here are two things I want us to look at today. Here's two things I want us to look at that keep us from sowing the right things, the God things in our life, right? Here's two things that keep us from investing in, in what we know we should be investing in our life and in every aspect of our life. And the first one we need to understand is that you reap what you sow, not what you wish you had sown. You, you reap what you have sown, what you sow, not what you wish you had sown. This reminds me of every, not every time, 90% of the time when Casey and I go out to eat, here's what happens. We go to a restaurant, especially if it's not a restaurant we've been to, we go to a restaurant, and Casey's, Casey's default is to order something healthy, right? And she's like, okay, I'm going to look through the menu. I'm like, yeah, you're looking at salads. I know what you're looking at. Or give me a grilled chicken. I wonder what that tastes like, right? Like, I'm like, what a mystery. Um, so, so her option, it's great. I love it. But um, she opts for healthy. I opt for good, right? There's a difference. Like, there's healthy. You can eat healthy or you can eat good. And I eat healthy enough at home that when I'm out, I'm out on the town. I'm eating good, right? Like, it's time to eat. And so, bring me all the gravy. And, and, and here's what happens is that KC will order something and it comes out. And a lot, of, not every time, but a lot of times it comes out. And I'm like, how's it taste? And she'll be like, well, it kind of tastes healthy. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder why, right? And, and mine, she's like, how's your taste? And I, like, if I know that, I'm going to dial it up to even taste better. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like, the best thing I put in my mouth, like, blow my mind, amazing. And what begins to happen is that we're not at P.F. Chang's. We're not ordering something as a family or as a couple. Like, she ordered her thing. I ordered my thing. My thing's on my plate. Your thing's on your plate. And her fork starts coming over to my plate. And I knock the fork out of her hand. I'm like, you reap what you sow, right? Like, you get what you chew. That's not what happens. Um, I'm actually a really good share. If that happened, she would hit me right in the face, and rightfully so. But here's, here's why I'm telling you this, is that the waiter didn't bring something to Casey that she didn't order, right? The waiter doesn't bring me something out that I didn't order. He's just bringing out what I chose to order, and that's life. And some of us, we don't like what life is producing and the results we're getting. But hear me, some of us, it's just producing what we're choosing. It's not about your, all of us in this place, we have great intentions. We have awesome intentions. But you don't sow good intentions. You sow what you are choosing. I love the quote by James C. Collins. He says, bad decisions made with good intentions are still bad decisions. It's a great quote. Bad decisions made with good intentions, but I didn't mean, but it still equals a bad intention. And Casey doesn't mean to order something that doesn't taste bad. I, I mean to order something that's not good for me, right? Like, but it's good. Um, and what's true for Casey is true for you. It's true for me. We, we didn't mean for that to happen. We didn't mean for that to be the outcome. It, but you don't sow your good intentions. 
You sow what you choose. Matthew chapter 7, verse 17 through 20. Jesus talks about this. And he says this, and this is, this is a paraphrase of it. He says, a good fruit, I mean, a good tree produces good fruit. And a bad tree produces bad fruit. You, will, you can identify a tree by its fruit, and you can identify people by their actions. But this is what Jesus is saying. He didn't say that you can identify people by their intentions. He says it's by the actions that they're taking, by what they are sowing. Whatever you're sowing, you're going to end up reaping. And it's simply true. Well, Justin, are you saying there's not forgiveness for what I've done? No, 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 no. Hear me. This is two totally different messages. There's always forgiveness for what you did wrong and for the sin that is in your life. But one thing that we don't like to talk about because it's not popular and it doesn't make us feel good is the consequences of those choices. There's forgiveness for your choices, but there's also consequences that, that are to be had made from the choices you and I both make and you don't reap what your intentions were you reap what you're actually sowing so let me ask you again this morning what are you sowing what are you sowing because make no mistake don't be misled don't fool yourself a man and a woman always reaps what they sow. So what keeps us from sowing the right things? What, what keeps us from that is, is this, is that we keep invest, we've got to learn to keep investing in what we've planted. Some of us, we've got to learn to keep investing in what we've planted. We, we, some of us, it's not that we didn't just have good intentions. We, we did really well for a moment in a time. But we stopped investing in what we planted, in what we sowed. I was asking Alan earlier, and he was talking to me um, earlier this week, and he says, you know, you, you, you sow all these things, and you sow all these sunflowers, and this corn, and the soy, and all this stuff. He goes, but that's when the real work happens. He goes, after you've put the seed in the ground, you've got to keep watering, you've got to keep fertilizing, you've got to keep weeding, and you've got to keep the upkeep on it. That's when, that's when the work starts happening. But what's exciting about the harvest is that you get to see the result of all the work you've put in. And some of us, we just haven't, we haven't continued to put the work in that we started. If I took these seeds right now, and if I went into my backyard and I dug a hole and I just put them in there, and then I buried them, and I didn't do anything else to it, the chances of me yielding something or harvesting these sweet peppers, which I would never eat them anyways, um, but the, the, the chances of me harvesting something from these seeds, if I didn't keep up and if I didn't keep watering, if I didn't keep nurturing, it's not real good. It, it's not a good chance that I'm ever going to yield something. Why? Because I didn't keep investing in what I have planted. And some of us, we've just stopped investing in what we started and what God asked us to do and what we sowed. And we don't know why we're not yielding results and why it's not yielding results. It's not that God isn't faithful. It's that we stopped investing and stopped doing our part that God asked us to do. So what keeps us from investing? What keeps us from the upkeep that we know we should be putting in into the different areas of our life? One of them is this, is don't be too lazy to get started or do the upkeep. Simple truth is, some of us, there's no easy way to say this, 
Some of us, we've just gotten lazy, right? Some of us, the reason we haven't started sowing what we know we should sow, what we should plant in our lives, we know that that person is not good for us. We know that that habit is not good for us, and yet it still remains in our life is because we haven't gotten to the point where we've grown up and we put away childish things. The only one that can put away childish things for you is you. And we've just coasted, and for some of us, we simply just got lazy. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. It says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Some of us were waiting for the right moment, right? Oh, I'm just waiting for my moment to go chase after my dream. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the right moment to be the person that I know I should be. I'm waiting to meet the right one, to become the right one, right? That's a great plan. Um, we're waiting for the right moment to chase after our calling. It's just not my, it's just not my time. And, and here's what the Bible's saying. If you wait for the right time to do the right thing, it's never going to come. It's never the wrong time to start doing the right thing. And hear me, all, all my, man, my teenagers in this place, my college-age students in this place, if you can understand this, this is huge because it will keep you from so much regret and heartache. It is never the wrong time to start doing the right thing because you harvest and you reap doing the right thing. It's never going to be convenient. It's never going to be easy. And most of us, the reason we haven't started it we just got lazy somewhere along the way. Proverbs 20 verse 4 says, if you're too lazy to plow, don't expect a harvest. If you're too lazy to plow, if you're too lazy to do the work, don't expect to get something out that you didn't put in. And yet that's our society right now. Right? I expect to yield something. I expect a result that I didn't put work into. Let me talk to all of our married couples here. If you expect for some pre-marriage counseling to sustain you for 20 years of being married, hopefully it's a lot longer than 20 years. Like what happens after 20 years, Justin? But if you expect pre-marriage counseling to see you to happily ever after, you're, you're no. If you expect a promise and a party, right? Because that's what a wedding is, a promise and a party. You make a promise and then you throw a party. Woo, right? That's what we do. If you expect a promise and a party to be enough for you that you're not going to have to do anything else to make it to happily ever after, you're greatly mistaken. You sow, you reap what you sow. Don't expect a harvest if you're too lazy to plow, if you're too lazy to do the work. Men, some of us, we've just gotten lazy in our marriage. Let's call it the way it is. Some of you are like, yeah, we have. You don't take her on dates. If you do, it's Taco Bell. Like, go crazy, girl. Get you one of everything. No, no, no. Ooh, I feel, I feel good. Just order, you can even order you a muchaco or something. I don't know what Taco Bell has. Like, get you a Mexican pizza. I don't know. Here's the deal. It, it, no. Some of, us, some of us men were like, well, I don't know why there's no passion. I don't know why there's no energy in my marriage. You know what I'm talking about, fellas. Come on. Like, read between the lines. Stay with me here. Um, 
Why, why isn't she happy to see me? You know, why isn't she like, my babe, you're home. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're home. You know, why, why is that not happening in my marriage? We're expecting to get something out that we're not putting anything in. We're not sowing in. We're not being the husband that we know we should be. We're not staying a student of our spouse. We're not serving our spouse. Christ came to serve the church. Guys, it is our job to serve our wives first. That's the biblical mandate and the, and, and the way it looks. And we want some sort of outcome from work we're not willing to put in. Why? Because somewhere we stopped investing in what we started sowing at. And don't be misled. Don't fool yourselves. You're not going to get something out what you're not willing to put into. Ladies, let me say this. And this, I can't say we because it's you. I'm not a lady, thank God. Um, I know my identity. Here's the deal. Is that you can't say, well, I don't know why he doesn't treat me like a queen when you don't treat him like a king. It goes both ways. Right? It goes both ways. Well, I wish he would treat me better. Well, stop waiting for him to treat you better and start treating him better. Start sowing into your marriage what you want to get out of it. It's stop taking score because you're never going to get out what you're not willing to put in parents. Man, there's some of you, you have teenagers right now. And, and, and I, I've been down the road a little bit, right? I've got two teenage girls right now. And I will just tell you, there are some times I look at Casey and I just say, what is going on right now? Because I, I, don't, I don't understand the emotions and what's happening. I just don't understand this. Why? I'm going outside with my big dog and I'm swimming. Like, that's what I'm, I'm just going to wait till this passes. Like, there's a storm. I'm just going to ride. Here's the deal. Is that when they're little and they're kids and you're watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and you're singing hot dogs hot dog hot diggity dog you know and you're you're doing all this that is a great stage and in some ways it's easier than teenage stage because you're loving investing they think you're like the greatest person if you can dance and sing the hot dog song off mickey mouse clubhouse right they think you're funny they want to hang out with you and then they become a teenager and you know nothing and you're stupid What do you do? You keep investing. Parents, your teenager needs you to invest in them. To continue to invest and instill and put in them. Your grown adult children, parents, need you to keep investing in them and sowing the right thing in them even if they're far away from the lord even if it feels like nothing is happening you've got to keep being willing to do the work because you never get out what you're not willing to put in if you are single in this place and you are have this dating life and you're like i'm just waiting to become the right one when i meet the right one no 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 you're never going to get the right one if you aren't the right one, right? That's not how it works. You're like, well, why do I keep meeting all the wrong guys and all the wrong girls? Because you're hanging out in all the wrong places. Don't expect to meet somebody you want to bring home to mama. I've got to watch what I say really quick right now. Filter, 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 filter. Hanging out in questionable places. <laughs> I... I don't, I, I got to move on. Um, 
Let me just stay here for just a moment. Um, <laughs> can I just tell you, don't wait to put up the right guardrails in your dating relationship. It's not about what you can get away with. It's what you can keep each other from. Right? That's your job, guys. Well, I'm not supposed to be her spiritual leader until we're married. What? What is that? You want a spiritually mature lady? Start trying to be the spiritually mature man. She, she'll be willing to follow if you're willing to lead. Man, ladies are looking for true men of God. Stop settling when God has best. Stop settling for good when he's got best. Some of you, you're settling for good and you're not investing in yourself while you're single. Be the best you because that person was never meant to complete you. They were meant to compliment but not complete. Man, do that. Invest in you. Some of you, for you, you're just waiting for your dreams. You're waiting for those convenient moments, that convenient time. You're never investing. You're never going out. You're never taking risks. And God can't make something happen what you're not willing to invest in. You get out what you put in. Don't be misled. Don't be fooled. A man reaps. He harvests what he sows. When a man sows, he reaps. And it's true for every aspect of our lives. Are you speaking life to one another? Huh? We, want, we want relationships full of life. Are you speaking life? Or are you speaking harshness? Do you want to reap patience? Do you want to reap grace? Do you want to reap mercy? Because when Jesus talks about as you give, it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, he's talking about grace and mercy and not judging one another, not being harsh with one another. If you want that kind of treatment, guess what? You reap what you sow. You want mercy and you want grace and you want patience, then man, you better start sowing patience and grace and speaking life if you want to see life come out of your house and your home and your relationships. You cannot get what you're not willing to put in. But here's what happens. For some of us, we don't see the results. I think this is true. Most of us in this place are probably result-oriented people. Your pastor is a very result-oriented person. I eat a salad, and I expect to see an eight-pack, right? Like, I'm like, where's it at, right? Some of you are like, I hate healthy for a day. Like, why are my pants not smaller, right? Why? Because we're instant gratification. We want to see the results. Like, that's it. Like, well, I was a good dad for one day. Why does she still hate my guts? Like, come on. Come on. You know, come my side. When am I going to start reaping what I've sowed, right? We are constantly instantaneous gratification, instant gratification, instant result-oriented people. But I want to tell you, if you're there, keep doing the right thing even when you aren't seeing the right results. Keep doing the right thing even when you're not seeing the right results. Maybe you blew it for a stage. That's okay. Doesn't mean that you're never going to get to reap good things because you're dealing with bad consequences of choices you made previously. At some point, you've got to start planning and sowing the right things so eventually you can reap and harvest the right things. And, and some of us, we stopped investing in what we planted because we never saw the right results. We never, we never saw any results. And yet it just seems like we kept doing and doing and doing and nothing right seemed to be coming our way, right? 
Some of us, the opposite is true. Some of you, you think you're getting away with it and you're doing all the wrong things and you're not paying a negative consequence. Hear me, don't be misled, don't fool yourselves. What a man so he always reaps. Man, don't, don't, don't fool yourself into that thinking. This past few weeks, um, everything in my house is breaking right now, which is awesome, especially since I don't know how to fix it. And so um, one of our doors like just fell off the hinges, like literally one of the pocket doors just boom. Um, fell and I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, and, and I've got some buddies that are going to come help me fix it. My vacuum broke on my pool. Uh, my garage door, like the, it broke Wednesday night after taking my kids home. It folded inside. Both springs broke. Got to replace the whole garage door. Awesome. Fantastic. And here's the deal. You know why? I, I, I walked into Casey. I'm like, hey, we, we're tithing still, right? Like what is something something bad happened here like did, did we did we get off track here like and, and here's the deal there's going to be things that just happen there's going to be things that you don't see the right the right results when you've been doing the right things what are you going to do you got to keep doing you got to keep investing you got to keep sowing you got to keep doing the right thing because here's what the bible says in galatians 6 verse 9 so let's not get tired let's not get frustrated let's not get irritated let's not get burned out let's not get exhausted or overwhelmed right let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time and i struggle with that and i've talked about this before at just the right time, not my timing, but his timing, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So I was talking to Alan in Nebraska. He talked about growing sunflowers, and he says it seems like it takes sunflowers forever to get up to your shin height. And he goes, it, it takes so much upkeep and doing the right thing and taking care of them. He goes, but Justin, something crazy happens. When they get to that shin height, Sunflowers start growing two inches a day. I was like, what, you mean two inches a week? He's, no, 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 two inches a day. And it just starts taking off. And what's exciting is I start seeing the result of doing the right thing, of doing the work I know I should be doing. And some of you, you're at this place, you're tired. You're exhausted. Your marriage isn't getting better. Your kids aren't getting any better. The relationship's not getting any better. Your finances aren't getting any better. Like, Justin, I've been trying this whole tithing thing out, and I'm still in trouble. You, you, your health isn't getting any better, and you are, are ready to stop doing the right thing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing, but keep tilling the ground, keep planting the seed, keep watering the ground, keep weeding where you've been planting, keep investing in those kids, keep, keep investing in that marriage, keep doing what God has called you to do because the promise is this, that at a right time, at a proper time, the NIV says, you will reap a harvest. It is coming. It will happen if you don't give up if you don't quit so don't you quit because something's coming your way don't you quit because there's something coming because you've been doing the right thing and you've been praying and you've been investing and man I'm tired and I'm exhausted but I'm going to keep investing because I know if I keep investing here at a right time at a proper time the right result is going to happen if I don't give up how do you not give up when you're tired? 
I know what you're saying, and this is a great principle, but Justin, I'm tired, and I'm ready to give up. How do you not give up? It says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. How do you do it? You do it by keeping your eyes on Jesus. Sunflowers have something they do. It's really cool. It's called the heliotropic effect. And Alan was telling me that when the sun comes up, wherever the sun goes, the head of the sunflower follows. So when it's in the east, the sunflower head is facing the east. When it's at noon, straight up noon. When it's at the west, it's facing west. Okay, you didn't know that. I'm so, so crazy. Um, but what I love is this, is that when the sun is setting in the west, the flower is facing in the west, and then the sun goes down. And somewhere in the nighttime, the sunflower turns on its own and is waiting for the sun to come up in the east because it knows where its nourishment and its growth comes from. And it's constantly waiting and following the sun. And where we get exhausted and when we quit is when we take our eyes off Jesus. Because we don't understand where our nourishment and our power and the source of all this comes from. And if you're tired and if you're worn out, let me just encourage you, keep your eyes on the sun. Wherever he goes, follow him. Wherever he's leading you, follow because he's the nourishment your soul needs. He's the encouragement your soul needs. And he's the strength that you can't get anywhere else because, hear me, whatever you reap, you'll sow. So don't get tired of doing the right thing, of being the right person, because at a right time, at a proper time, you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, there's a lot of us in here that we have the best of intentions. But Lord, we haven't been sowing what we know we ought to. And so God, I pray today that we would take an honest look at what are we sowing. What are we putting into our relationships? What are we putting into our life? What habits are we instilling in our lives? What are we speaking? What are we saying? What are we doing? Because, Lord, whatever we're doing, whatever we're saying, whatever we're speaking, whatever habits that we have, Lord, that is what we are sowing into our life and into the lives of others. And that's what we're going to reap. And so I pray that we would be very picky sowers, very picky planters, The Lord, even if we have the best of intentions, Lord, we don't reap our intentions. We reap our actions. What we're actually doing. And so, Lord, let us take an honest look. And for those that are tired, those that are, are, are frustrated and worn out and it doesn't seem like the right thing is happening, Lord, I've been doing the right thing, and yet I don't see the right results. Don't let us get tired of doing the right thing. But let us keep following the sun. Let us keep getting our strength and our nourishment and our direction from you, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that came, and you, your word says this, and you declare this, I came that you may have life and have it to the full or have it more abundantly. 
And when we take our eyes off you, we live a less abundant, powerful life. Move in us. Help us. And let us sow the right things so that at the proper time, we reap a harvest, a blessing, instead of consequences. In Jesus' name, I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today. If you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. Some of you, maybe you're here, maybe you're watching at home online. You say, man, it's just about me recommitting my life because where I'm at, I know it's not where I should be. It's not where I ought to be. And I've been sowing the wrong things in. That's you, either way, I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. And we're going to lead you in a prayer to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today you say, Justin, that's me today? Yeah. Yeah, is there anyone else today? You join this hand that's raised. Yeah, is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me today? Yep, is there anyone else you join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in service? You say, Justin, that's me. I mean, where I'm at isn't where I should be, and I know something's got to change. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raised your hand, whether you're here in person or you're at home watching online, if you'd please repeat this prayer after me from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today, and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living and I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.